This is not happening. Here's your host, Ari Shafir. Hey, so uh, we have Doug Benson here. He told a story for uh, This Is Not Happening presents uh, One Crazy Night. Hi, Doug. Hey, buddy. Do you have anything to say about the story before we, we play it? Well, just that I wish that I had, a, you know, a better story. I have had so many great things happen in my life and, and, you know, and certainly some crazy things and some bad things. But, like, going into that, I could just could not think of what, what the one story would be, you know. And, and I certainly didn't... Uh, really have the chance to uh, you know tell this practice telling the story yeah. you know so uh i mean that, that was a, it was a super fun night because uh you know some people had you know in, insanely crazy stories and and you know uh really bad things happen to them yeah. able to joke about you know whereas i i, I haven't I, I can't whenever something bad happens to me it's just from such a you yeah. know spoiled white person's perspective that it's not it's not even worth bringing up publicly you know well you're also so happy-go-lucky that we were like hey, whatever shit's still pretty good <laughs> no, like no matter what like i was raped nine times yeah but my life's pretty great <laughs> you know those nine guys uh in their own way they loved me <laughs> <laughs> I just appreciated the attention. At <laughs> uh, Doug Benson on Twitter. Uh, do you have a name for this story? Um, one crazy afternoon. <laughs> one crazy afternoon for the, for the show. One crazy night. Thanks, Doug. Uh, enjoy the story. Here we go. Oh, and at, at Doug Benson on Twitter, right? You said that already. Oh, fuck. All right. You stoner. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, my friend and yours, Mr. Doug Benson, everybody. <laughs> Hey, everybody. So a long time ago, I went on a cruise uh, when I was a young comedian. It was called The Improv at Sea. Like, Bud Friedman did this thing where they did a series of comedy shows on cruise ships, and they changed up the comedians every week like it was a comedy club, and they even brought in a fake uh, brick wall that was just made out of, you know, cardboard that they would just put behind you so that everyone would know, like, okay, yes, this is stand-up comedy. We know it is because there's a brick wall behind you. And they treat you like a passenger when you're a, comedi- a comedian on these cruise ships. You just have a room, uh, you know, with everybody else, and you eat with everybody. So that's, that's weird if you have, like, a shitty show, like the next day you're in line at the buffet with these people that didn't get anything that you were saying and hated your act. But they're, they're usually pretty friendly face-to-face. And they're having a buffet, so that's exciting. So uh, I'm uh, I'm on this cruise ship, uh, and one of the options you can do during the day is you can go on what they call the Yellow Bird Cruise. And the idea of the Yellow Bird Cruise is, is you get on this big catamaran thingy, and they take you to a private island, and there's a place where you can snorkel and jet ski and whatnot. All for, you know, extra fees that keep piling up. The, in, in, the, in that price, you also got uh, booze, free booze. And people just get crazy drinking this uh, Yellow Bird Punch, they called it, because it was the Yellow Bird Cruise. And it's uh, like a thousand proof or something like that. And I was just like throwing them back. So then we get to the island, and then I do some drunken snorkeling and jet skiing and whatnot, which, you know, in retrospect, is, was crazy dangerous. And then I get back on the uh, Yellowbird cruise, and on the way back, they decide to have a dance contest. And I got so drunk that I uh, participated in the dance contest. <laughs> 
contest. And I was so drunk that I won the dance contest. Uh, thank you very much. And the uh, prize for winning the dance contest was a giant bowl of yellow bird punch that they just present to you and you've got like five more minutes of the ride back to the boat to, to drink this giant bowl of punch. And, and I obliged them. So that's pretty much the last thing that I remember. So uh, the rest of the story was told to me by my friend Scott, who was also a comedian on the ship, a uh, very funny dude, who uh, started calling my room when he thought that I was back on the ship after the, uh, my excursion. And uh, he got a busy signal, and so eventually he's just like, well, I'll just go by his room and see what's up. Like, it's weird that his, that his phone hasn't, he hasn't been able to answer his phone for a long time. And he went to my room, and I was passed out naked on the bed, on top of the covers or whatever. And there was like a bottle of aspirin or something that was like dumped over on the end table. And there was like the phone was off the hook. And I was just laying there splayed out. And my friend Scott is like, he was like a huge practical joker. So he, when he walked in on me, he had a great opportunity for, there's a million jokes he could have played on me. And he's the kind of guy that he would smell his own smelly gym sock, like take a big whiff of it, and then, and then say, this is amazing, this smells like steak. And then hold it out for a friend, and they would uh, you know, sniff it, and he said one dude almost passed out from how, how horrible it was. This is what this guy is like. And yet, he still just closed the door to my cabin and went back to his cabin and then like, you know, told me about it later. And I still had a good laugh though, thinking about when the cabin door was like swinging open and shut and just all the people that had seen me do comedy on the ship were like cruising by my room and just seeing, you know, seeing my butthole. Thank you guys so much for letting me share that. Hey, Doug, how many of these cruises do you take? You do a lot, right? Uh, I've done a few over the last couple of years just because I've gotten into doing rock cruises with, uh, you know, bands like Weezer and 311. And then how often are these cruises you just get shit-faced bombed? Well, that was the thing. That was the why I thought that would be a good story to tell on your thing is, uh, I, I, you know, I, I, of course, that's what cruise ships are all about. They're just constantly trying to get you to drink. But even when you perform on a cruise ship, you don't get, you don't get free ones. You know, you have to, uh, pay for them because that's, that's their big scam on cruise ships is that they, they don't, they say all inclusive except for alcohol. And then everywhere you turn, they're trying to sell you alcohol. And then people have these huge bill, bar bills at the end of their cruise, and they go, oh, no, what did I do? Because everyone just gets so shit-faced and out of control, you know? Like, that's where I do my heaviest drinking is when other people are drunk and uh, offering to buy me drinks. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, that, that's when I can really get out of hand. Like, I, I've got a no-shots rule now where I just do not accept shots from anyone ever because once I've had a few shots, why not have a few more and then a few more and then, you know, and then be uh, horribly hungover for, like, two days. Yeah, that's how you drink, like, a 22-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> that's, not, that's not a respectable way to drink. It's like, let's just stay buzzed for a while. Yeah, exactly. Uh, whenever people offer to buy me drinks, I'm always like, nah, the, the club pays for them, so like, save your money. Only because I don't want to have to talk to them until I'm done with the drink. Yeah, then they get like, uh, yeah, you get them backed up on the runway, and then you feel obligated to drink all of them. And then, and then again, you have the, uh, 
the hangover. I'm not. I keep. I I keep bringing up the word hangover, and it feels like I'm just trying to plug uh, hangover three. It's like that expression. Just that word. Just is like uh, I, I just think of that movie every yeah, time. Yeah, taking it over, huh? They really got control of it, like Hitler's mustache. <laughs> it's like when that band wrote that song "Closing Time." I don't know if they knew that every bar would play it when it was closing time, God, but it sure did. It's been sure a, did work out that way. It's been like two decades since that song's come out, and they're all still playing it. Yeah, well, prior to that, I remember like the big one that they would often play if there was any kind of dance floor. They'd always end with that Donna Summer song, "Last Dance," and then but they then finally closing, got a better one, "Closing Time." <laughs> closing time. Um, <laughs> like you listen to their album and every song is just about some obvious thing you know <laughs> getting in a cab <laughs> <laughs> if you want to go somewhere you gotta get in a cab doug what uh what can i promote for you you have a hilarious podcast two different ones uh doug loves movies and pardon the interruption no i'm sorry the Doug Benson interruption. Yeah. yeah, no, I'm the co-host of Pardon the Interruption on ESPN. Um, yeah, there's the Benson Interruption podcast uh, that you can, you know, you can buy the individual episodes for two bucks in the comedy album section of iTunes. But then there's also free episodes, tons and tons of free episodes of uh, Doug Lowe's movies. Hey, did anybody talk, say that they saw you with your dick out beside your friend just as the door was swinging open? Uh, no, they didn't. In, in fact, uh I think he closed it soon enough that nobody saw it or, and I think I was, I think I was face down on the bed. So it would have been, you know, more of a, a butt shot than a, than a dick shot, but, uh-huh. uh, Still a good shot. whatever it was, whatever it was, it would have, uh, I guess I was young enough that it wouldn't be too embarrassing. My sister caught me, uh, asleep with my pants around my ankles. One day she came into my room, pants around my ankles. So like nothing on in the midsection, uh, asleep, uh, with the Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue opened up at right at the head of the bed. So I just, like, jerked off into the mattress and then fell asleep. And she came in, and she goes, Ari, can I... Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, is it possible that you fell asleep while you were jerking off? <laughs> I didn't complete it. <laughs> I mean, if it was, you know, if it was just a magazine... <laughs> yeah, you know, it wasn't the, the high-tech world we live in today. That's all we had then. Yeah, now you can see, like, you, you can just you can just imagine any kind of sexual anything. doesn't even have to be that sexual. Just any weirdness and, you know, Google it, and uh, and you're probably good to go. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it'll be there. Jerking off has really hit strides. All right. Yeah, well, I mean, can you, imagine, can you imagine all the people that lived an entire life, like, died before the Internet? Oh. <sighs> That they never got to jerk off to the internet. That is that makes me so sad. So sad. Way worse than the plague. <laughs> yeah, I mean the plague. At least you, you know, things were probably horrible when the when when you got the plague. So it was probably you're probably better off. But when you die when the internet hasn't happened yet, you're, you know that's just a, that's a life wasted. Yeah, a life gone. Hey, uh, well, thanks, Doug. Uh, I really appreciate it. If you want to see video of these stories, don't forget to go to cc.com/tinh. You can see videos and extended versions of every one of these stories. You can also go to Comedy Central's YouTube page to see the stories as well. For all the comedy nerds out there. You've been listening to a podcast from Comedy Central Studios.